The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus the build-up to Super Bowl 58 continues here on the BetQL Network, live coast-to-coast, and inside your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's free. Download it today and take us with you, including everybody out in Vegas uh, this week and those of us back here holding down the fort uh, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL, and, of course, on YouTube as well. Aaron Hawksworth has the day off. Chris Mack alongside Joe Ostrowski. It is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Lightning bets before we wrap up in 20 minutes. We play another edition of Nickel or Dime. Uh, And yes, there will be Super Bowl 58 bets involved. We've gone through plenty of props today, including Super Bowl MVP. That buildup, like I said, will continue throughout the week. And forget throughout the week. On a nightly basis now, it feels like, oh, Top 10 team on the road in college basketball. I just uh, chalk up the L there. And I I took one. Guilty as charged on Kansas last night. Isaac Trotter of 24-7 Sports joins us to talk about all of it. Uh, morning, Isaac. First, let's start there in the Little Apple, Manhattan last night. Um, I know, and I, I was a dummy. I read your column yesterday talking about the top 10 teams. And you're like, hey, don't be surprised if Kansas goes on the road, loses in Manhattan, doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things, especially the way they played Saturday night against Houston. But I was like, nah, they're rolling. They got this. No, problem. no, no. Second half was sloppy. Overtime even sloppier. And they fall 75-70. Does it mean anything, though, in the grand scheme of things when, like I said, on a nightly biz- uh, basis, we see top 10 teams go on the road in conference and lose. 
man, you know, I don't want to take a victory lap for that one because I felt like the one <laughs> side of the rim there for Kansas, like was like something was up with that rim. They had like nine mm-hmm. points go in and out halfway down that rim and out. It was, it was weird, but yeah, it's one of those situations where I have a lot of grace right now with road teams in the big 12. Just this is life in the big 12. You're going to go on the road. You're going to lose. And it really doesn't mean anything in the long run. Like, yeah, maybe my opinion on Houston changed a little bit, right. When they, when, with what they were able to do against uh, Kansas. And I've had some concerns about them. Like we've talked about at times throughout this with their shot diet, but even with Kansas, like, yeah, like they're going to go on the road. They're going to lose. They're a thin team. It was 48 hours after a, a really emotional game. I still yep. think it's one of the teams that has, you know, one of the best fastballs in all of college basketball. And Bill Self, when he has a little bit of time to prepare for a game, like he's he's awesome. He's got 99 with movement, too. Yeah, I mean, there's just – there's also the in-state rivalry factor with that one. Not only the, the Big 12 road team, but for that team going to Manhattan, how difficult it is. You know, on a Tuesday, wouldn't normally do this, but – There have been so many notable things every day, it feels like, in college basketball. People that haven't even uh, taken a complete dive in until after the Super Bowl, like, it's still bleeding out. Like, you're hearing about stuff going on. I mean, we've just been lucky the last few days with all of these matchups of top 10 teams going at it. Um, Purdue, Wisconsin on Sunday, and then... Saturday as well. You know, Kentucky's defense is just horrendous. That was on display again. What, what else? Something that we have not addressed. So besides Houston or Kansas over the last few days that you think is worth discussing? Yeah, I would look at Duke's transition defense. Uh, they gave up 27 points in transition uh, against North Carolina, one of their worst transition outputs of the season defensively. I wonder if that's an angle for us to attack moving forward. Like, can we look and find the teams that are really good in transition? Is that an area that we can attack for Duke? Because that's something that I thought they were not connected at all defensively. Now, maybe they get that shorn up a little bit and stuff like that. But that's one angle I was certainly looking at. You know, the Houston thing as well, right? Like, I we've talked about how, you know, they I think just 25% of their shots come at the rim. 25%. So the new thing I'm calling it is jump shot roulette. 75% of their shots are jumpers. Like, good luck. Sometimes they're going to go in and sometimes they're not. That's a tough way to win. So maybe those are the two little angles that I keep attacking. And, you know, sometimes it's it's easy to like, we look at numbers, numbers lie all the time, right? And I think we'll see that tonight with Clemson, North Carolina. Numbers are going to lie to us a little bit with that tonight. And how do we attack it? How do we move forward? But using our eyes and and seeing and finding some of these angles could be could be worth monitoring moving forward. Well, let's talk about that Clemson, North Carolina game. Because one of the interesting things you pointed out in your in your top 10 column yesterday is just how careful North Carolina is with the basketball, right? And turnover margin, I imagine, has to be something we're looking at down the stretch as well. No question. Yeah. Uh, right now, North Carolina on pace for their best ever turnover rate, lowest ever turnover rate in the internet era, just about 14%. And when you're able to get good shots and then when you're able to offensive rebound as well at a high level, even when you do miss those shots, like that's that's a good thing there. But for me tonight with this Clemson, North Carolina spot, you know, Clemson this year is a good shooting team. But you look at their numbers in ACC play, they're dead last in the ACC during conference play and shooting from three. That's where I'm talking about numbers lying. Like everyone's going to look at it and go, oh, Clemson's a bad shooting team. No, they're not. Like this is a really, really good shooting team. P.J. Hall is one of the best shooting big men in the sport. 
Joe Girard has been a sniper throughout his career. So that makes me wonder if we could find some value tonight on Clemson against the North Carolina defense that has given up a plenty of unguarded catch-and-shoot threes this year. They've just been a little bit lucky with their opponents shooting just under 30% on those open threes. So that's some of the things I'm looking at. I do have two props for Clemson and North Carolina as well. Cormac Ryan under one and a half assists is plus money. He stayed under this number in 13 of the last 16 games. Clemson, one of the best teams in the country at limiting assists. And then Harrison Ingram under 11 and a half rebounds. Uh, that's one of those situations. He had just four rebounds against Clemson earlier this year. And we're talking about it. If Clemson finds some shooting positive regression, that limits his amount of opportunities to get uh, rebounds, obviously. And then last game, I, I went back and rewatched that. Hey, why did why did a guy who's been dominating on the glass lately have just four rebounds against Clemson? That just doesn't make sense to me. Well, he was having to tangle with Ian Shefflin, one of the best rebounders in the country. He's just constantly felt like he was boxing him out. And it was a win for North Carolina if Harrison Ingram could keep Shefflin off the glass, not necessarily get the rebound himself. So I think Clemson, positive shooting regression. You know, they've only had two guys hit over 11 and a half rebounds against them all season long. That those those seem like a really nice spot for me tonight for for North Carolina Clemson. Well, I guess uh, we've got to go back to the Big 12 and talk about a couple of these matchups that we're going to have this evening. How about um, Texas? They're they're a home favorite, short favorite, minus two and a half against 14th ranked Iowa State. Uh, what do you see in this one? Yeah, I like Texas in this spot. This is one of those situations where I think that Rodney Terry's done a good job of changing his rotation to get more skill and more shooting on the floor. They're playing less uh, power forwards together at the same time. They had some times in the beginning of the year where it felt like they had three non-shooters on the floor at the same time, and that was a problem. They've switched to getting more ball handlers, more skill, more passing, more playmaking. And, and I was sneaky impressed with Texas against Houston a couple weeks ago with how they were able to handle that elite defense. And why does that matter tonight? Well, Iowa State is kind of like Houston light with what they try to do defensively. They love to trap the post. They love to really blitz ball screens and put you in, in harm's way and try to turn you over. And I thought Texas's bigs did a good job of, of making the right read. So Texas is older. They're at home. You know, I know it. I know it's a spot where Iowa State lost last time. I know that Texas just come off a big road win at TCU. But I think this is a team that's starting to round into form. They, they need this one. They really need this one to keep buffing up their resume. And I think Texas is going to find a way to get it done. I, I would have liked that one and a half. I think it opened at one, one and a half. Two and a half gets a little bit oh, dicey. If it's three and a half, yeah. I think it's a no bet. But if it's one and a half, I think that's a really good spot for Texas. What about Houston, Oklahoma State? 20 and a half uh, at home for the Cougars. I mean, there's the... You would think emotional bounce back factor of getting embarrassed the way they did Saturday night against a, a team that's bottom third in the Big 12 in most stats in Oklahoma State, but 20 and a half, a big number, Isaac. Yeah, that's a no bet for me. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like this Oklahoma State team, I honestly think they're the worst team in the Big 12. Uh, they're the one of the youngest teams in the league. Um, you know, I, I worked on this story early in the season where I talked to a bunch of Big 12 coaches and all of them went with transfers. Oklahoma State went with freshmen. That hasn't gone very well. And then one of their best, most experienced guys, Bryce Thompson, is out with a labrum injury. So I think that like this is a great spot for Houston. I don't know if I can lay 20 and a half. But, I mean, would we be surprised at all if Oklahoma State struggles to get 45 points tonight? I wouldn't. I think Houston comes out super, super dialed in defensively. So maybe an Oklahoma State team under is a good angle if you really want one. Uh, which other uh, Big 12 uh, matchup? Well, not entirely Big 12, but but uh, is more intriguing tonight. You've got 
of the ranked teams, Texas Tech, Baylor. A lot of people are going to pay attention to that one. Texas Tech not playing great ball right now, but that's a big number with the Bears and uh, Oklahoma BYU. Yeah, I'm I'm eyeing Oklahoma BYU, and BYU is super simple for me. When they shoot over 35% from three, they're great. When they don't, they're not so great. And so that's just kind of their game plan because they just take a ton of threes. So for me, the angle is JV and McCollum over 14.5 points, Oklahoma star guard. He's been a little bit hit or miss lately. Some of his shooting numbers have gone down, but he's still one of the better shooters in the country. Lead guards against BYU have just eaten. Pop Isaacs went for 30. LJ Cryer had 23. Keyshawn Gilbert for Iowa State had 16. So McCollum at 14 and a half is a really good spot for him. I think Oklahoma finds a way to get this one done. Porter Moser is a very, very good defensive coach. We've seen him dial up great game plans. And I just don't think he's going to let BYU do its thing. He's going to make those threes really uncomfortable. Um, and so I, I think this is a good spot for Oklahoma. And if they if they do play well, I think Javion McCollum's in the middle of all of it. Um, let, let's talk about Kentucky because, well, somebody's got to <laughs> talk about Kentucky, Isaac. Um, they're on the road at Vanderbilt tonight, um, nine and a half point favorites. It's, it, this seems like a perfect get right spot, but again, we're talking about a team that doesn't like to play defense going on the road. I wouldn't expect Vandy to pull off the upset here, but you do. I think we all have our questions about whether we can trust Kentucky at all, much less to the tune of nine and a half, even against Vanderbilt. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com sale. That's hellotend.com sale. And book your free consult today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, I can't bet that number. That's just, that's pretty scary for me, to be honest. You know, and it's one of those things too with like Kentucky, uh, John Calipari has talked about DJ Wagner, the guy who's missed a little bit of time. He talks about him like he's like Rudy Gobert or like one of these Im- impactful defenders on the sport. Like, oh, our defense will be so much better when DJ Wagner gets back as, as he's like a point guard defender who's a good defender, but I wouldn't say he's anything superstar special, right? So it's one of those situations where I, this is a no bet for me. This is ca- like classic 
they're begging you to bet on Kentucky right now. And this Vanderbilt team, they run really, really great sets. They're young. They haven't played well. But Jerry Stackhouse is known as one of the best X's and O's coaches in college basketball. The SEC coaches love his sets, and they've played Kentucky pretty well lately. And they have two really talented guards. Ezra Mannion and Tyron Lawrence are two guys that can really fill it up. So if you're looking for props, I'd look at those two guards who, you know, Kentucky kind of suckers you into playing a high-tempo game. And if, if Vanderbilt's going to, you know, get up, up and down the floor, it's Lawrence and it's Mannion because they don't have much else after that. All right, so you have uh, Purdue as the best team in the country right now. Is, is part of that because they get every whistle in every game that I end up watching that I'm on the other side of? And I know I'm biased because of my bets, but I swear, man, some of these times, and it's the high leverage moments too that stand out. We don't remember the majority of the game. But like the end of the Wisconsin game, I'm like, really? Like he just changed his pivot foot and you're not even going to call traveling? Like, he's dragging his foot along the baseline. I think he stepped out of bounds. Like, what are you doing? Um, but anyways, that's probably well, just me. <laughs> Welcome to the Zach Eady experience, right? Like that's just gets that's everything. Kind of, it is, yeah. it is. But I, you know, I think it's. I think we have started to reach a little bit of separation season, where I do feel like Purdue and UConn, like those two teams, look a little bit different than the rest. And I know I've talked a lot about, oh, this is really wide open and college basketball. There's so many teams that could win it. I don't know anymore. I feel like it feels like it's Purdue and it's UConn, and then there's some separation after that, and that's really? something that I keep thinking a lot about. Huh. So I, you, I think it's so interesting like, too. Like the tiers are different, maybe. Like maybe we should chill off, chill out on. Okay, it's just so wide open that you, you think maybe there's that separation between tier one and like everybody else. Is that what you're saying? I, I do. That's kind of where I'm at. It feels like there's okay. a tier 1A, and that's UConn and Purdue. And then it's like kind of starting to to separate things a little bit where, you know, there there are some holes in Houston. There are some holes in Arizona, especially with their three-point defense. Like, we've seen North Carolina be a little bit vulnerable. We know Kentucky's vulnerable. You know, Tennessee has nights where they just don't make shots. And it feels like UConn and Purdue are teams where it's hard to find those flaws. Like, it's it, on especially on a consistent night-in, night-out basis, it, it feels hard to find, like, hey, what do you guys suck at? Like, they, they feel like they're pretty right. darn good at a lot of things. And, and not to take anything away from the rest of Purdue's roster, but obviously built around Edie, it feels like UConn has, has shown us over the last month, month and a half, that this is – this is a team, like a total team effort, Isaac. And and that's what has me believing in UConn maybe just a little bit more um, when we talk about those two teams at the, at the in the, the top upper tier. Um, just what, what do you expect from, from each of these two teams? What should we watch for in, I guess, 60 seconds or less between Purdue and UConn coming down the stretch here? No, I, th I think it's a great point. I think UConn really complements each other super well. Their, their point guard play, Tristan Newton has been – excellent this year. Cam Spencer comes in and plays well. You know, the thing is, is UConn just still hasn't really gotten to play everybody together. It feels like every single time that they get their full roster going, someone else gets hurt. Alex Caravan right now is banged up with an ankle injury, but the shooting, the defense, the size, the playmaking, you know, if Steph Castle continues to emerge for UConn, that's the guy. And then for Purdue, the X factor for me continues to be Braden Smith. He has to continue to be aggressive. Uh, I wrote about it yesterday. He, his numbers on pull-up jumpers, absolutely electric. And if he's playing like one of the best point guards in all of the Big Ten, that's a that's why Purdue's different. It's not just because Edie's better. It's because Braden Smith is an absolute dude. It's, Purdue is not just a one-man show. This is a two-man show right now. Great stuff as always, Isaac. We appreciate it, man. Can't wait to check in again next week. 
and talk about whatever latest top 10 team has gone on the road and lost. <laughs> Can't wait any Isaac, time. Tr- Isaac Trotter, 24-7 Sports National College basketball writer. Lightning bets before we wrap up. And coming up next, haven't played this in a while, nickel or dime alongside Joe Ostrowski. I'm Chris Mack. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM.